Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. The Radical Up podcast is produced in partnership with AmericanFirearms.org. American Firearms' mission is to recommend what works. We believe everyone deserves access to unbiased, helpful information about firearms. And our buying guides, product reviews, and learning resources are designed to help real people find the stuff that will work best for them. Check us out at www.americanfirearms.org. Hey guys, welcome back to the Radical Up podcast. I'm really excited. I'm actually in studio today at Build Box. Um, I've got Ryan Gresham, the president of Gun Talk Media, KJ, content producer of Gun Talk Media. We're going to talk a little bit about what I've been doing the last couple days here, uh, what they do as well, um, and all of the things that brought us together. So let's kick it off. I mean, first of all, <laughs> what are we doing here? What are we doing yeah. here? What, what, what would you say we do? Um, I don't know. This is, new, this is the new headquarters of Gun Talk Media, and you're seeing a little tiny slice of our studio. Um, but Gun Talk Media, I mean, if you're not familiar with it, we we reach about 6 million people a month on a bunch of different platforms. We do Guns and Gear televisions, 14 seasons of that. We do First Person Defender. 10 um, seasons of that. 10 seasons yeah. of that. We do uh, Gun Talk Radio, mm-hmm. syndicated across the nation. Seven years. And on online, the podcasts, and this is our new show, our set for BuildBox. All this. It's All this. really legit. It's cool. It's cool. So what, I mean, what even got you started in creating the company and founding all of that and doing all that? Why? How much time do you have? We got right. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, so I'm third generation in gun media, okay. which sounds weird, like who... Who who was doing that that long ago? But my grandpa was. So um, my grandpa was a a gun writer, basically a a guy, a hunter guy that wrote for different magazines and did TV. And um, Gun Talk Media didn't exist then with him. My dad, Tom Gresham, started hosting Gun Talk Radio about 27 years ago. And I didn't plan to... Go into this. You'd be like, you're yeah. going to be a gun writer? No, no. I don't write. <laughs> and no. And um, about, I guess, 12, 13 years ago, I'd been selling advertising, working in media, and working for different uh, media companies like Fox and Cox Communications and stuff like that, and decided to join up with my dad, Tom. And really, when I started doing that, it was just Gun Talk Radio. He was on 52 radio stations. And now here we are, mm-hmm. and we just moved into a seventeen thousand square foot facility that is not just Gun Talk Media, but also Range Ready Studios. So we're going to have classes and events and all kinds of fun awesome. stuff. Down. Okay, big stuff coming. It's a huge yeah. facility, warehouse, range right out the back door. I mean, it's it's awesome. Yeah, we can yeah. step out. Well, that's one of the coolest things about this place is, sure. and that's kind of what Ryan was like looking for. Like he was, we. we He's been looking for a place, I don't know, six, oh, five, seven six years. years. Yeah. And, like and it did just nothing right had had come together. And and I've like started chirping in his ear, like, hey, dude, we need to have a range. Like, we, and he's like, yeah, but there's nothing. There's like, not going to. I was like, well, we could find a place where we could do a range, 
but who wants to commute 45 minutes to an hour right. into the middle of the woods yeah. every yeah. day? Yeah. Like, and so we actually found a place that is on a main highway in this in this area, only 20 minutes down the street from our old office. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It, it, but I will say, like, it has been a taxing journey, mm-hmm. like, to get to, like, being in this studio. Like, it, it, if you would have been here before, like, this was an old slaughterhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the back of abandoned, <laughs> the back scary, abandoned scary walls. Closed slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it hadn't been a slaughterhouse for like 12 years. Yeah. People were like, were there dead cows? Was there blood? Did it smell bad? No, none of that. It smell a little musty. I mean, yeah. but, but that's because it hadn't been in operation. Yeah, it was just a big, empty metal building. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a, kind of a clean slate, somewhat clean slate. Yeah. yeah. And so it's been about a year of doing renovations and cool. Who put the shower in? I made this suggestion. I love it. No, like I love it. Like, it's disgusting outside. It's Louisiana. Yeah, it's like human. Yeah. it's human. But shower and you've got the kitchen. I mean, you could camp out here if you needed to. Well, yeah. and, and we've got, and that's part of the whole range, you know, range ready studios like experience that we're we're looking for is that we've also got a giant classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, so you can host events here if you need to. Um, and the amount of education that is going to come through these doors is is what I think we're really Yeah, we already about. have. And it's it'll be debuting here pretty soon. Uh, we already have a lineup of classes that are happening starting in September of 2022. Um, classes that are brought to you by Ruger. Classes brought to you by Blue Force Gear, Dang Surefire. Daniel Defense, Springfield Armory, um, so a bunch of different cool things happening. And you learn how to do a sling and, and get in and out of sling. And the, the Blue Force Gear thing is going to be cool because yeah, they do med kits and they do slings. Yeah, they do other things, but that's kind of the, some of their main yeah. things they do. So this is a a two day class. One is tactical medicine. One day is carbine with an emphasis on running with a sling. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I think the medical stuff is so underrated in our community. Like the oh, training. Yeah. Um, I've been on so many ranges where it's like there's nobody trained. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, that's number one. Even if it's not a gunshot, like yeah. somebody going to get her home range. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. And and we all strive to like uh, like keep safety at the forefront and, and accidents do happen and you never know yeah. when they're going to happen or you wouldn't, you wouldn't be there. Like yeah. you, you would change the outcome, you know, or the, yeah. the, the process. But, but having medical training is, is huge. And I'll I'll sign up for these courses. I, yeah. I I hope Ryan reserves me a spot. Yeah, because I'll be <laughs> I'll be taking because I, 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 I had that revelation the other day, which is going to be like, well, duh. But I was like, you know, if there's empty spots, I, your we team. could just like <laughs> you could go take yeah. it, or somebody's like, hey, Michael, you know, a video editor for us, yeah. like just step out on the range and do two days of pistol. Yeah, or cameramen, they're they're around all of that mm-hmm. behind yeah. the scenes, like yeah. yeah. Cool. And, and the more people that have knowledge that work with us, the better, you know, because we hold, all hold each other accountable. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so Build Box. Yeah. Whose brainchild was this? <laughs> my, sort of mine, I was I was sitting, and we're always, have, at Gun Talk, there are no shortage of ideas, oh. there's just shortage <laughs> of time. And we have dozens of cool things, like, that would be amazing, we don't have the time to do it, or the logistics, or whatever. but. Every once in a while, maybe too often, yeah. every year, there's something you're like, all right, we should probably do that. We need to pursue it. Yeah. Um, so the idea behind Billbox is, this is a TV show. It'll be on 
the Outdoor Channel starting October of 2022, and then all across our our digital platforms of YouTube, yeah. Facebook, and Roku, and all those places. But um, I tell everybody, you've seen the show before. Build Box is is chopped meets forged in fire with guns. So it is a competition show where people do gun builds. And I'll tell you what it's not as of now. It's not master gun builder, ultimate gun build. Yeah. It's not like we give somebody three weeks to go do some wild in like, their shop, shop yeah. and stuff. This is, you have three hours <laughs> to do an AR build and customize it for the particular mission we give we give you, make it look cool, um, yeah. make sure it runs and functions. And, you know, yeah. that's kind of the idea. And we have judges yeah. that that critique and comment and test and pick a winner. Well, ever since, like, so in our old offices, Ryan and I, we were the only ones on one side of our office. And so, like, there was an auto body shop in between the offices and the editing <laughs> suite. Really? Yeah. So you had to walk yeah. like... It was oh, like, yeah. a, like a, a building that had four <laughs> suites Like strip mall, yeah. 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 I mean, we were in suite B and D. Yeah. <laughs> so suite C was Teddy's auto shop. Shout out to Teddy. What yeah. up? <laughs> Um, but, but so, so with Ryan and I, it's just, it's just like our thoughts in there yeah, and, yeah. and it's wild. So he comes in one day. Basically just yelling across it. the hall. Yes. Hey, <laughs> hey, what about this? Yes. And that's what it turned into. And then all of a sudden it was like, all right, I should start probably writing this down because this is going to be a thing. And then, you know, we go to shows and Ryan's, Ryan's out there selling and, and he honestly, goes, we were reluctantly selling this. We're like, we didn't really want, uh, you know, here we do this radio thing. We do guns and gear. We do all these different things and we're looking for and advertising and sponsorships. We also have this idea for a new show <laughs> that actually for certain companies, we'd be like, this could be a really good fit yeah. for what you guys do Yeah, for companies that do like build stuff, aftermarket, yeah. uh, do it yourself. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And then they'd be like, wait, tell me more about that. I'm like, oh, I get it. <laughs> now we have to talk about he, this. And he, all of a sudden, like, he comes in one day, he goes, well, looks like we're going to have to do this. <laughs> and I go, really? <laughs> like, please. There's please enough know. There's enough support from companies that I think we're going to have yeah. to do this. Yeah. It's amazing. This is the most fun I've ever seen happen on studio. It's crazy. <laughs> this is a crazy uh, show. To produce, it's a really involved show to produce. It is, that. and and you look at our time frame. I mean, this isn't an hour long show, <laughs> and yeah. so we have it's so much show. crammed into a half hour. Yeah, that there's always going to be something happening, and yeah. and we have seen. I I would like to say we've seen it all, you know, and we're only midway through filming. Yeah, yeah we're halfway we through have. filming the episodes, but we've seen some interesting things already. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. You can't leave it at that. You can't leave it at that. <laughs> we don't want to give everything away. Well, you got to watch the show. Yeah. But I mean, it, you know, it, some it, people don't put the guns correct together well, correctly. Well, it goes. Some people get real creative in how they decorate guns and paint yeah. guns. Uh, but we've seen some, like, for, I've been, uh, some knowledge bombs have went off for me. It's like, you know, I mean, you take a guy who's like literally heat treating his paint as he goes, you know, and to like kind of heat dry it real mm -hmm. quick. Like little stuff like that that you kind of pick up, you know, from all these builders and these people that we're having on the show. They're professionals. Yeah, well, there's like, a lot of good. experience but on the show. <laughs> we've also seen the inexperience. We have had from I built an AR once guy, kind of. Right? Yeah, 
to kind of. I build guns every week or take apart yeah. guns every week. They have a guy who has a Cerakote shop. Yeah. Um, or, you know. And that's it. That was an interesting one because then you give him like a rattle can. Yeah, like there's no time to Cerakote. No, you get, no, we don't do that. Like yeah. that's just not, not it. And, you know. I he mean, did a nice job. He did. He's just used to painting guns, I guess, yeah. you know. I mean, he's, he's creative. a very creative mind, mm -hmm. uh, but this is very creative too. <laughs> what Kinsey's put together. So, yeah. but but you see a little touches. I, I think you see a lot of personality come through the builds. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we saw on your build. Um, just a lot of personality into it, and, and what you love. Yeah. Because that's what we tell our builders. We we say like, you have a chance to take this gun home. Um, build what you want and and make it yours. Make it you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and I I think we've really seen that. There's also there's some bigger overarching goals with this show. Okay, because people go, oh, okay, it's fine. You're gonna have fun. You're gonna entertain yeah. people and um, you know, sell advertising or whatever. But there's really a bigger overarching goal of the show is to put it out there in a familiar format, a fun format. That building guns legal, yeah, like at your in your home. Oh, build guns! Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, it's legal, it's fun, and it's possible. And yeah. so that Anyone that's yeah, that's the bigger goal for this show, um, helping it be more commonplace, yeah, um, in common use. That's a phrase that we use a bit, yeah, um, and getting more people into doing builds. I don't think we're gonna necessarily get someone who's never owned a gun to start doing gun builds, but uh, not not right off the bat, but there's probably a lot of people who will see this show on the Outdoor Channel who they have their duck hunting gun, they have their deer hunting gun, maybe they own an AR, they probably own a pistol that they, you know, maybe don't even carry, but just have yeah. one. Yeah. But it's like, wait a minute. Three hours. And they go, I could do that. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of handy, hands-on tinkerers out there. And honestly, I'm not a tinkerer. I'm the guy who, if I bought, buy like a barbecue put grill, <laughs> please barbecue grill at like Home Depot, I'll take three hours to assemble this barbecue grill because I'm yeah. like, okay, all right, everything lay out, out all the directions, lay out all the parts, uh. and I'm like, step one, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, okay. And everybody else would be like, you know, I, I understand where the handle goes. Sure, Start sure. it on. I'm like. Don't want to use the wrong bolts. You're doing the right, right instructions. I hundred percent every word. That's not that's because not real. you're a unicorn. Because I'm like I'm going to screw this up. Okay. And if I don't, I'm going to get halfway through. Yeah. The and then up. I'm going to have to go and I take it apart. Oh wait, that was a screw that locks in, and you 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 destroy it once yeah. you unscrew it. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. I'm oh, that yeah. guy. I'm like. Have you been to IKEA? No. I will never step foot <laughs> in that store. Never. I hate assembling no. stuff. Mm -hmm. I've got guys right now at my house assembling a little patio set. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. No. There's people out there that need money. Like, I'll true. pay it time, forward. Time, no, yeah. no, you know, if I had to assemble like three barbecue grills, mm -hmm. the, the next one will take 30 minutes. The next right. one will take 15. But the <laughs> first better. one will take three hours. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Especially by yourself. So, I mean, watching this go down, like, is, is that something you would not be on the hot seat over here and do it? Oh, Maybe? I'd be a mess. <laughs> I would you would have the cleanest clean bench, bench here. Yeah. I'd have a clean bench. And I'd be used all every minute given to me. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. another thing that we've seen. We've seen 
I down mean, to the wire. Down to the wire. We've seen guys <laughs> finish their builds in an hour. Yeah. And I mean, these are guys that put guns together, and you were finished quick. You can assemble uh, an AR. Yes. Yeah. I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I got it. But, man. To the, customize it. And, the amount of trash we've seen on these tables. like it's, Well. You I can't mean, see parts. People though. who shoot uh, competitive shooting stuff, right? Yeah. They always say, you know, you have your stage plan, and then the buzzer goes off, oh, yeah. and then yeah. it all goes to hell. Beep. That was me. But like you've seen that in the studio, <laughs> yeah. we've seen oh, yeah. that where it's like people who know how to build guns and, and actually do it all the time. We put the timer on, and they are throwing stuff. They're literally throwing parts into the trash. But they need. It's like oh, yeah. wait, and then they're going to the trash. Oh my god, there's a part for that trigger. I didn't yeah. realize. Oh my god, dude, yeah. I didn't do that. Calm oh. down. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and you know we we see detents. Go oh, everywhere. I didn't do any of that. No, you didn't do any of that. That was good. For all status. <laughs> you are. You were. You were the quickest. You were of uh, the crew that you were with. You were the quickest, more methodical. I, I felt, and that. But you run a PCC, and so you're. Yeah. You, you know what you're doing. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um. Okay. So applications. I got. I got to ask. <laughs> I have to ask this process. So. Yeah. So the application. I remember reading this. Said, do you have personality? Are you competitive? Do you like to tinker? Check. <laughs> so, so I submitted some fun things. Um, can you, you did. Um, <laughs> well, like? okay. So this all came together real quick. Yeah, yeah. Like so, we were we've been having to move in and move into the building, and it kept getting pushed back, pushed back. <laughs> well, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan has said like he comes in and he's like, "Hey, we're we're filming at August one through August eighteenth and nineteenth. Like, this is it." Make it happen. And, oh, okay. Okay, content. Uh, all right. Nice, um, so I need to get some uh, applications set together. And we, uh, you know, have Gary over there. He's building all our content and stuff like that as far as, like, logos and how it's presented and everything. So we put the call out. And I get an email from Kenzie. I'm like, all right. So at that time, Chris is here. So I yell over the hall, Chris, get in here. I've got, I think I've got one. And. I start reading your application. I haven't even shown him the picture yet. And I get through the, I think the third line, he goes, lock her in. Oh, that's cool. Like, it, it, I mean, okay. it was like three lines in. He goes, she'll be perfect. And I go, do you not want to see the pictures? He goes, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm going to show you the picture anyway. And there's like a pickled jersey. And I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I should have had pickles here. I don't know what I was thinking. Like disappointment. I checked the fridge. I, I checked the fridge there. There. I know. I, I don't know what I was <laughs> thinking. Good. Other things going on. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but so so anyway. So yeah. So I called you like immediately. Like mm -hmm. once I saw it because we were going down the list and we got quite a few good like, applicants. Um, and we were trying to get a good mix. Sure. Um, but you had all the personality in the world. You're a competitive shooter. I mean, it, it worked out perfectly, and so you you answered, and I was like, "Hey, no, we texted first. I was like, hey, can you have a call? Can yeah, you have yeah. a call like real quick?" And you're like, "Yes, yeah. call me now." Yeah. Okay. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to be on the other end? Oh, yeah, please. So I I give you a shout, and it was funny because you were like, "Oh yeah, I'm in, hundred percent." I was like, "Well, I haven't even told you the dates yet." Uh -uh. No, man, we'll make it work. <laughs> like, I'll make whatever work. 
So that was kind of how the application process went, but I thought the pictures were a nice touch. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Did you see You're that? Like, no, oh, you got to okay. read. <laughs> it's entertaining. I'll pull it up for you. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's solid. It was one of the more entertaining uh, applications that we got. So good deal. Do the videos come through? I didn't see the video. Okay, that's okay. That's probably good. Well, but, but I like you know. I mean, on any of these shows, you kind of want to know what you're getting into. Oh yeah. So you go, you know, you do the the social stalking. Yeah. So you go, you know, your IG, and then you go everywhere else. And I, there was plenty of videos. Out there, <laughs> so, so <laughs> did so, you just want to be uh, the collage I put together of me falling down in my Yes. Did All the, really? the whole like montage of you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now I was like, should we perfect? Gold. And I was like, man, I hope she gets one of our range challenges and she has to run out of bam, face plan right out there. But no, she did. I didn't. Did. Did. I was afraid. And it was wet. Like, it was yeah, like, I, mean, I was like, what to? I have I know, time. I know what's going to happen. You have a track record. I, you don't want me running. I had a band aid on the whole, the whole show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That wasn't an injury on the show. <laughs> no, I want to no, make no. that clear. No, nothing <laughs> happened. Nothing fresh. No fresh bruises or blood. No. Um, so, yeah, that's awesome. So switching gears, is there anything else you want to say about Build Box before you move on? It, it really is a unique show. And I, anyone that I, I kind of bring this show up to, they're like, what? Like, why isn't that already a thing? Like, it's one of those things that, like, you when you say it, it's like, well, it makes sense. And especially to normalize, you know, what we as gun enthusiasts, like, do on a daily basis and bringing that to the masses, I think yeah. is one of the, the more important things that, that Ryan's produced here. Um, well, and also the reason it's not a thing is because all of the larger media companies, mainstream media companies mm -hmm. wouldn't do it. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't do yeah. a show where people are building guns for, you know, a competition build, gun yeah. build show. Huh. Um, and also, you know, in the, in the gun media world, we're kind of unique. There's nobody else that does exactly what we do. Um, there are there are one man band YouTubers who have great audiences yeah. and do their thing, but it's typically like either a phone or a one camera type of thing, and they kind of edit it themselves. Um, then you've got the the big like magazine companies who don't really dive into a, as much video production. Um, yeah. So we're kind of unique in that, like. We're, do a little bit we're doing this and I mean the people working on this show come from that world mm -hmm. um, they come from shooting swamp people <laughs> and shooting pit bulls and paroles yeah. and shooting all the cupcake wars and you know Christmas cookie bake-off shows and cool. they're like our crew they know how this show how to produce yeah. a show like this and I, and I think another thing is is that this isn't a it I think it needs to be said that this isn't an education show on hey, here's how, how to. You, this is don't, how don't to. actually watch the how to. <laughs> yeah, it's not an how to show. We deliberately said, look, it's a half hour show. Um, we want to make it fun and and make it challenging, yeah. make it fun for the audience yeah. is really more and, it's more about that. And you do get you will get some education with this show because you've got three judges. And we bring in a guest judge every show, mm -hmm. um, and it's an industry expert, it's a firearms expert, um, and and you do pick up some knowledge from those judges yeah. that are oh, really, sure. really good. Yeah, you have a wealth of knowledge between the three judges, the three competitors yeah. in each episode, and the competitors typically, I mean, yeah, it's a variety of experience, but they're, they know a lot of stuff. They're competitive yeah. shooters or people who... Like I said, gunsmiths or, or Saracote or 
military yeah. backgrounds or whatever. And there's just, we're already, we're like a halfway through yeah. production and there's been some lessons learned and yeah. some things we picked up. Yeah. Cool, cool. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'm so glad we're going to have to, we're going to, we're not going to tell you how it played out, but you can see like she, she did do a great job on her build. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's an exciting show. It was, it was again, timer so, for sure. Happened. So I'm, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to, I'll ask you a couple questions. What's it like to come in here and like, cause you didn't get a lot of knowledge on this. Right. I think that's, that's what we will kind of want to do is we want to, you came in blind. You just know. Yeah, it's like, I'm going to be there. Okay. It's going to be a show. We're building the gun. So what was your experience like? Yeah, I was not nervous, but um, I went back through some of the, the stuff I learned. Um, I was taught by Double Star actually how to build ARs. I took an armor course. Like I, I'm a hands-on learner. Yeah. But going back, I'm like, okay, what would impress these judges? Okay, maybe I need to do like stake the castle nut, which I forgot to do. Um, <laughs> make sure I know my torque spec, which is important to me. Yeah. Um, I never painted. I didn't know that was a thing, but, you know, spray paint's not hard. But, like, I, I was just, like, I'm in my head. I'm representing a demographic that is not going to be on the show. So, it's, like, I really do want people out there to be like, oh, there are females out there that oh, yeah. know know their stuff. They know, like, how to build a gun, how it goes together, whatever. And it's also a representation of, like, my, my best friend, Scott. Like, he taught me and helped me build my first rifle. So, him and Nick Kelly are at Double Star. So, I'm, like, yeah. representing the brands that have given me so much education, which... I cherish, but I was completely blind. Um, coming in later, and like the awesome people I competed with, but they they connected. They knew somebody. Yeah. They knew a judge. They knew. I was like, I have no idea what to expect. Yeah. So, but I, I'm used to that in the competition world as well. I always travel by myself, shoot by myself. People that have never met me, I just make friends. Yeah, I think yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that was my. Uh, but I was a little nervous. A little nervous. Well, I mean, <laughs> it, it, my wife and I have this conversation almost every. She asked, you know, how how to go, how the builders do, and everything like that. And I, I tell her, I'm like, that would be tough for me. It would be tough for me to get up here and go, these aren't my tools. These, yeah. you know, not okay, bench. yes, they, yes, not my bench. It's not my vice. It's, and I'm, I'm just be, I'm just given a pile <laughs> of parts and say go, uh, and, and and that's a very difficult thing to do. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been like, it's been amazing to watch how stressful it is for the builders. I sweated through that entire episode. Oh, I'll episode. tell you right now, <laughs> it's just as stressful for the judges. Yeah, whatever. You guys are no. over there whispering, finagling, yeah. oh, like no. giving it's, me a hard time looking stressful. at me. Like it's stressful because you're going because either you see stuff that they're doing wrong, wrong yes, missing, yeah. or yeah. or you, yeah, you're like, is this person and, gonna finish? Oh yeah. <laughs> That, I mean, we've had guns being slapped together at the last second, and I'm just, Ugh. I'm all over. I'm just going, you got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> my hat's coming off, and it's... It must be tough, guys. It's tough. It must be so tough. Exciting. <laughs> yeah, so tough. I, I mean, yes, I don't have to worry about shooting springs <laughs> all over there. The, the worst, floor. the worst, I'll tell you, is you guys all the way up there testing our firearms, having no clue what you're saying, talking about, but you're looking at each other, something goes right, something goes wrong, something's like... Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I don't know. What just happened? Wait, <laughs> that was wait how many rounds? We make them. We make them make the builders watch the judges shoot. Yes, from a mile away. Yeah, hear what the judges are saying. And a mile away, no facial. Well, that was awesome. That was a that was <laughs> a less, that was a lesson learned from the first episode because we had the peanut gallery and they were close because 
we got a lot of weather. Yeah, we were kind of all undercover because of weather. Yeah. yeah. And, and so we were like, we need to put these buildings we were like, no, further out. They're going away. So we, we moved you guys all the way back. Uh, mean. I, I know. I know. It was good. It was good. Are you sure? <laughs> it was good. Yeah. It's so. it good. It's fine. It's no, good. I, I'm glad I get to keep my gun. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a win. Um, so anyways, yeah, switching gears with, with the industry stuff too, like, I mean, hunting, you're, uh, catching fish out of bathtubs. Yeah. That's what I was told. I, I do. I do a lot. <laughs> Where does all that come from? So like for, for a lot of people, they either had a dad that taught them how to fish or, or took them hunting. Like it's really hard for people to get into that. Like that's kind of been my experience. Um, and then like how to learn fishing license or where to go and how did you navigate yeah. all of that? Uh well, I mean, yeah, I mean, you grew up I, I grew in up it. in it. I mean, yeah. I literally, um, I didn't even have, like, my gun because every single time we went out to the range or went hunting, my dad would hand me a gun that he was writing an article about. <laughs> so it would be like, what's this? Oh, this is a Remington Model 7 in 7MM08. It's a new one. You just, oh, okay, this is where the safety is. Okay, that's how it works. Okay. And that's then go cool. hunting. Yeah. So it was a weird way a cool way to grow up i guess but you get used to shooting lots of different guns but you also don't have like your gun like i know the trigger and i run the bolt and it was always new something new every single time yeah um but obviously grew up in it and got to do a lot of different things um and it's it is it is tough if you don't have a, a dad or an uncle or grandpa or some friend or relative that can show you the ropes when especially when it comes to hunting. Yeah. Um it's it's harder to get into hunting as an adult than it is to shooting. Shooting yeah. okay, there's yeah. lots of shooting classes out there. Tons. But the access part is yep. is tough. Barrier to entry, I would say. And yeah. KJ hears me complain about it all the time because we're in the eastern United States and we're in Louisiana where it's like buy a hunting license, go shoot stuff. <laughs> Whereas but you don't have access. There's not as much public land here. But getting going to shoot a deer, like I can shoot six deer a year mm -hmm. in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Or you're out west where there's tons of land, millions and millions of BLM land. land. But, sorry, it's going to be six years for you can even get a tag right. on a mule deer or an elk or something like yeah, that. Yeah, my buddy just got elk tag. He waited years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A real then you have to change your entire life to go and do that mm -hmm. hunt and make it happen because yeah. you get a tag, you're like, great. I'm not going to go. Right. That's cool. You grew up and you got to touch so many different firearms. Hmm. You got to learn stuff that I have no clue, like gun handling. You got bolt action. I'm sure like the AK variants, the ARs, pistols. Like, can, are you like going back? Like, can you believe that you're here and that you did all that? Like that you had that opportunity? A lot of people don't no, that's, that. It's, it's pretty neat. Um, <laughs> you know, I think like uh, Hank Williams Jr. Hank Williams Jr. Um, he learned to play piano from Jerry Lee Lewis because his dad was Hank Williams. Yeah. He learned to play guitar from, I think, Elvis Presley. Amazing. And so he just kind of was like, I was just born into this kind of thing. And I've had the blessing of learning and shooting with a lot of awesome people. And I'm definitely, my, my knowledge level is is a mile wide and an inch deep. I know a lot of stuff about a little bit about yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think it's also, I enjoy kind of having that history um, 
Whereas I think a lot of people in the gun world who are a bit younger have just gotten into it. Yeah. And they're like, I know everything there is to know about a ARs and Glocks. Yeah. I'm like, you understand there are other guns besides that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you understand, <laughs> like, if you mention something interesting like, yeah. you know, a six millimeter versus a 243 and the history behind that, they're like, what are you talking about? You're right. like, six millimeter Creedmoor? No, 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 no. Six millimeter. Yeah. Yeah. Or they just, there's a lot of, they know modern guns. They play Call of Duty or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, that was true. I know, I know, I know this. Who's going to that gun? But in 13. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know yeah. how to play Call of Duty. <laughs> but they don't I know do. some of the historical stuff. Yeah. Right yeah. Or even to be able to say, when something new comes out, you go, yeah, it's not new. Right. That was, right, right. that's 40 years that's old. Been done. That's been done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's overwhelming. This industry is overwhelming. Oh, yeah. So same with you as like mile wide, inch deep type stuff. And I want to learn as much as I can. I don't have those opportunities for sure. Like, yeah. so like just anything I can learn about whatever I want to know, I want to know how to reload, I want to know how to do this because it's, it's insane. Yeah. As soon as you think you know a little bit, <laughs> you know uh, nothing. No. You don't know. <laughs> Scratch that. You know nothing. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, just learning new areas to hunt. Like, yeah. Don't know everything. Like, yeah. and, uh, Louisiana deer is way different than an Oklahoma deer. Like I can yeah. tell you that. Like yeah, yeah. very different. What's some weird stuff like that you've uh, game hunted here, like all over? Uh, I mean, down in Louisiana. I mean, I guess I mean alligator would be my coolest. thing. I guess yeah. like, that's kind of the coolest, and I've always wanted to do it. But like you again, like they have over six point five million here in the state. Mm -hmm. In the state, like that's like, probably more, like, it's nuts. Um, <laughs> I like so when people stupid. will go. You guys are really that South Louisiana. So you have like alligator, pet alligator, yeah, alligators in your backyard. Yes, like, I do. <laughs> that is a stereotype. It don't come on. But yes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, we have alligators. Yeah, in yeah, sometimes. yeah. Sometimes. sometimes you do. I bet you could go right now. You'll see one. In the Sorry, yeah. But yeah, I mean that was that was kind of cool thing. But again, it's a draw thing. And uh -huh. That's just one thing I've just had to navigate. By it's, the way, you can't just go around shooting out. No, no. Oh no, You're you have to draw. You have draw. to get yeah. tags. It's that. about a every three to four year draw for a Louisiana resident. Which yeah. I mean, I was I was putting in, man. When I got here, when I became a resident, I was like, I'm putting in because I wanted to do that. And after doing it, I was like, hmm. I'm never going to do that again. You really? Need to, you need oh, to yeah. tell Kenzie about cleaning the alligator. Come on. Oh, that's why I will never. I'll never okay. do it. Uh -uh. No, because, I'll hear that. So. Okay. I've never done that. So, oh, you don't do it. Have someone. That's one of those Send things. Away. That's, no, that's one all. thing. I'll pay a buddy to come do it. Just because, like your patio. Well, yeah. My, all my neighbor, my neighborhood hates me. Um, so, you, you think you. Kill this alligator, mm -hmm. and then I killed three of them. Mistake mm -hmm. number one, you <laughs> killed three of them, and so you have to. You, I've never cleaned an alligator, mm -hmm. never, ever. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's unlike cleaning. Like it's kind of similar to like cleaning a big game animal, like a white-tailed deer or an elk or something like that. But you like take the shoots off, and then you're really wanting the underside of the belly. Okay. That's really, what you want. So yeah. you kind of have to. Think in reverse. For the skin. Reverse. For the skin. Yeah. Right, right. So that's what I want to do. I want to send it to most of the meat in the tail. Yeah. All the meat is in the tail unless you're talking about the jowls. Yeah. They have want to like keep the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Just chop that off. Heads are heads. Um, but so you. So you called the tannery guy. What I called him. You? He goes, okay, here's what you do. Because I called him. You're right. And, and I, he goes, okay, 
you've got to get every piece of meat off that hide. And I'm like, or else, well, it'll, or else it'll rot. We can't use it. It'll, it's and, no, no good. And what do you have to do to get the meat off? It's called a pressure washer. Okay. You so I didn't really. I thought, oh yeah, you know, it's real quick. And I I did the a pressure washer, like water, water pressure yeah. washer. So I did a. I thought I did a good job. So we, my neighbor and I, <laughs> we are out in the front driveway of this nice gated community. Nice. <laughs> Hey, and then here's two hillbillies ah. out in the front. Alligator garden. skins on the yeah, like no, no, no. I did them. How, how long is this too? Oh, I I think I shot like two seven footers and like a yeah, so it's a driveway. Like, I mean, pretty solid. Like so, I killed some good alligators, but I'm sitting here and he's holding like the tail, and I'm sitting there going inch by inch trying to get all this meat off this hide. And it stinks so bad. So the meat so comes off the hide, mm -hmm. and it just splatters everywhere. Everywhere. I had to throw away all of my clothes. <laughs> I know you covered. did. I was covered in no, white, flaky, like yeah. wet meat, like top to bottom. <laughs> it was disgusting. And then, like, so that took seven hours for no. three gators. No yeah. way. And and no. the entire neighborhood stunk. <laughs> The entire hey, like, no, I'm dead serious. Like my name, like one of my friends was like, "Oh my gosh, it smells so bad out." And I go, "It's probably me." And he goes, "No way." I go, "Come down and see what we're doing." And as he got closer, he was like, "I'm not coming over." He goes, "This is it. You're the problem. We are the problem." And I mean, he lives legit lives like probably a mile and a half away. No way. It was that bad. Those gators, these gators, and so but, that's why I'll never do it again. And it, but did you do it right? I did it right, but then you have to put, cool. and so I bought all the groceries, the grocery stores out of salt because you have to put it like he was like, I needed, I need an inch and a quarter salt over the whole thing. So I had to roll it. So you put salt on it, then you roll it all, you fold it all in together, and then you bind it up, <laughs> let it set for a few days, and then uh. you ship it. And then you like, so I vacuum sealed it mm -hmm. with all the salt in there and everything, and then shipped it. It was like eight months later, I forgot I shot alligators. And then they showed up and they were beautiful. I mean, worth it, however. Never again. Never again. Got it. Got it. At okay. least I'll only shoot one. But it, and then, then one, like he went on a hunt and my gosh, you shot like a 10 5. Yeah, but I just dropped it off with the alligator processor. See, that's Did you learn how you from do him? It. Yeah, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys washer, do your thing. The yeah. pressure washer. So, so, the pressure. so however, I've got a new process for this. Okay. So I don't have to go alligator hunting to get alligator. Okay. That's an awesome system. I, me and my neighbor have developed. So we have this retention pond in the back. Mm -hmm. Well, there are like pest control, animal control guys yeah. that like if we got at a, a guy alligator back there, like obviously you don't want like your pets and stuff yeah. running around. So Louisiana Game Company or the, yeah, yeah, like Florida that. Wildlife used to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so now like I've made friends with this guy <laughs> and I tell him like, Hey, so I have to call the state and I've say, Hey, we've got a gator out here. If they get around six foot, it's I'm a like, problem gator. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm a problem gator. They give me a number. I call my buddy. I say, Hey, here's the number. So what he does, and this is great for him too. Yeah. So he'll let me keep the head mm -hmm. and keep the meat. Oh, when? I just give him the hide. When? You've already got yeah. yours. You're good. Right, but I get to keep the meat. And How do you then cook I get the meat? I, I, I keep, cook it just like I would, like, 
chicken, I guess. Wow. Yeah, I think it's Fried kind of it's kind of in between it. chicken and pork. Yeah, that's, that's what good. I would say. Gators like. I'm not a Gator um, fan. So you can do no, it a lot of different no, ways. No, I tried. My whole family's from Louisiana. It doesn't have, have a strong Louis. taste to me. It's a, no. it's a mild taste. It's just firmer than texture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, than chicken. Yeah. A little bit chewy. Like, right. like pork is. Like yeah. pork is firmer than chicken yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Gators. Have you done like? Gigging frogs. Like oh, I did that growing up. Yeah. Like that, that was my whole like childhood. Was I was born in the country, and that's all I did. Like I was, I was the outdoor kid. Like yeah. It was like you come home when the lights come on out outdoors, and uh, cool. Like that's just how I grew up. Like, I mean, yeah. My God, redneck. I'm. Just, I guess still I, I still, still am. am. I guess still am. How'd y'all meet? <laughs> Uh, we met, I believe, at SHOT Show. Uh, yeah. KJ was working for a PR company that did stuff with Smith & Wesson and others. And we had been on some media events together, yeah. I think, um, going out to, like, you know, Gunsight and some of these places. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. That's how we met. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then he put together a Young Guns event, uh, which is it was an awesome idea and, and stuff. And so young uh, industry professionals, like, he'd have a meet up and stuff like that. And so... I would go into that. Yeah, we did the Young Guns event meetups for I don't know four or five years. Yeah. Um, because when I when I started going to Shot Show, I don't know, I'm not sure when that was. Maybe 2009. Um, my joke was always, I'm going to go. You know, hey, see you later, honey. I'm going to go hang out with all the old white males. <laughs> and uh, the industry is That's not true. as old, as white, or as male right. in Vegas. Um, yeah, yeah, as yeah. it as it was then. Right. But when I started meeting people and going, oh, there's there's some people who are under the age of forty at these yeah. things, and uh, <laughs> we now, started getting together. But now we're now I'm you know, old guys, guys over the age of forty. So. <laughs> yeah. Now we so can. now I don't think. Because some people like after after four or five years, a few people were like, "So how long are we allowed to do the young guns? Yeah. If we're not young. <laughs> we should have passed the torch. I was like, I don't know. I don't know what the number is. Yeah. We, we should have passed the torch to somebody. Yeah. I mean, so, but there's a lot of good young industry professionals, yeah. you included. Um, that I mean, there's got to be new blood in this there industry. Has to be. I mean, yeah. And then the knowledge transfer is going to be the hardest part. Well, yeah. Even if it's YouTube and all well, that, like. Cool, but I'm telling the knowledge transfer mm -hmm. between people. It, there's like, no, there is no replacement for the knowledge. It, Ryan, Ryan, uh, I, I think he does a really shitty job of giving his like background and, and what it means to the firearm industry mm -hmm. um, and what grits means and what Tom means because um, he's humble. I mean, I get it, but the amount of knowledge that like Tom has mm -hmm. that he can just pull out of like the thin air. He does a four hour radio show about guns every week Crazy. for 27 years. Yeah. Like the amount of have like, more stuff to talk about how, how yeah. it, it, but he always does. And, and they do a really good job of leading the fight. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and that knowledge, I, I mean, I can't even hold a candle to it. No. Yeah. That's why I'm doing podcasts too. Like I yeah. want to record this stuff. Like you can learn from anybody. You should be learning. And oh yeah, yeah. And like again, it's it's stored in the heads instead mm -hmm. of in books or whatever. Right. Like that's that's part for deal. sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you seen that industry change then for as long as you guys have been in it? What do you see like our industry like in legislator right now? Maybe changing. Like what are we mm. afraid of happening? Well, I think it's interesting that 
yeah, the demographics have gotten more diverse as far as the gun industry. Yeah. Um, but also just the customer base has gotten more diverse. Um, and that includes, at least for a while, I don't know if it's still the case, about 40% of the guns being sold were being sold to first-time buyers, and about 30 to 40% of those were women. Yeah. And um, it makes sense. I mean, for people who are adults buying their first gun, they're typically not buying it to go whitetail hunting. Um, they're typically buying it for self-protection, yeah. self-defense. If they uh, ever even carry it ever. But, okay. you know, they want to yeah, get a gun. Yeah. You know, next step would be, yeah, let's get training and not just have a gun in a box. You would hope. Yeah. But, um, but you have, that's been changing. And so you have better products for those folks. Um, 12 years ago, it would have been like, you know, it's pink gun. And now it's not necessarily that. They actually have things that are designed for. Yeah. Yeah. The shield easy, easier to rack, easier to shoot. Walters. It's a real thing. Walters doing it. Um, Ruger's doing it. A lot of people are making guns for that audience. The change to the red dots or red dot side mount too has been huge. I know like Epin kind of, you know, I I think started that or had it and like they've been doing that forever. It's not new. Now every manufacturer's like, we have to have that option. Yeah, it's become standard on new pistols to, for yeah. it to be optics ready, yeah. have a plate or whatever system they're using. Yeah. Um, the thing is, obviously, open class shooters, when given the option, they can do anything you want, basically. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much, you can just make the gun go as fast <laughs> as possible, yeah. shoot as accurate as possible, do whatever you want. They That's go, good. I'm putting on a dot. Yeah. If, you, if you go to Special Forces, folks who literally don't care if the gun's pink, purple, green, but like, dude, it has to protect me and my team. They put optics on their rifles, yeah. they put optics on their on their pistols. Yeah. And that's kind of the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. 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 Okay. What else in the industry like I man, I, I think the advocacy and the fight, um, it's it's I mean, it's always there. Um I mean Tom's like talked about it for 27 years and the fight in 94 is just as relevant as it is like today. And they're, you know, um, but I think people are starting to like show up a little bit more than they used to. I agree. Also, another big change in, in the gun industry is the growth of self-defense and tactical stuff. I mean, that doesn't, there wasn't a tactical section of the shot show. (laughs) About 13, 14 years right. ago. Yeah. It didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. And they, they didn't even let some of that stuff into the show. <laughs> right. And now yeah. it's this huge part of what we do. So that's been a big change yeah. in the growth and, and the way people enjoy guns. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't know if y'all want to talk about this, actually, but you both nope. are parents. But I'm, I am curious, like, I, I've tried to teach, I've taught one nephew, I want to teach the other nephew. But what do you see, like, parents struggle with in teaching kids? Like, what, is there an age? Is there the right gun to start with? Like, how do you help that knowledge start for as early as possible? What do you do? I, man, I, that'd be, I mean, I'd start out slow, right? I mean, yeah. first it's gun safety, which starts as soon as they can walk and talk. Yeah. You're teaching them gun safety stuff. Um, having it hidden and, not talked about is a bad idea. Really bad. Horrible. Um, yeah. And then, you know, as far as teaching them gun stuff, make it fun, make it easy. Mm-hmm. Close, big targets with little BB guns that don't kick at all. Mm-hmm. I, I heard some from someone the other day that said, 
you know, one, I, I like to shoot, but the one gun I don't want is a, is a woman, but I don't really like to, uh, I'm start trying to get more comfortable with shotguns because I was that kid who my dad thought it would be funny yeah. to give me a 12 gauge when I'm a yep. 10 year old yeah. girl. Yeah. And kick the hell out of yeah. me. They carry that to this day. I've like, heard that. Dude, this is like a wound she has. Yeah. Oh, that's and that's that my, my favorite started. gun in the yeah. entire world is a shotgun. Yeah. So like I have a ladies event I put together every year, and I'm like, I'm not going to force you to shoot shotgun. I'll say that, yeah. but I'm going to really, really try to get you to shoot shotgun. So mm. we're going to show you how to put your body weight behind it and how to actually yeah. handle the recoil. And you can do 20 gauge, like lead up to it. Yeah. The right light way. Yeah. The right way. Yeah. Start out with you know. For, so for kids. You know, BB guns, then pellet guns, then 22s. If you can do those, uh, that with a silencer, do it with a silencer yeah. on. Yeah. yeah. Less noise, less recoil. Um, my 12-year-old daughter, she she uh, is shooting a 6.5 Freedmoor with a can on it and what? out shooting adults and killing deer with it. And she's super comfortable with the gun. Yeah. There's no flinch. There's no scared of it at all. I've gotten her shooting a 410 which look first of all 410s 410s are not great for hitting things they're they're an expert's gun ballistically they're not great you're shooting a thimble full of shot yeah but as far as shooting a shotgun and trying to hit some clays and things like that it's the it's the lowest recoil that you can start out with yeah so she's kind of working her way up i'm hoping that she can get into something that's maybe a 28 or a 20 to to give her a little bit more success yeah. in hitting clays and birds, um, but we're we're just she's twelve and we're just working up to that. Yeah, yeah. And I think people get, especially if you grow up hunting, you grow up with guns, you get very eager to introduce your kids to it. Mm -hmm. But I was always like, okay, why not? No, because like I wanted, I still wanted to do all my stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm selfish. Yeah, twelve year old with a six five. Yeah, like. You're not going hunting. Yeah. That's true. That's but true. now, you're, now you're taking both yeah. your boys hunting. Yeah. But and you aren't doing the hunting. You're no. Like, they're literally like yeah. sitting on your lap in the deer stand, and it's like, yeah. no, this is great. Yeah. But I'm not. But I want to move. Like yeah. I'm, I'm more moving. Like I want to go. Um, but no, it's it's for me. It's always having the stuff out. Like I mean, I can I can leave a loaded gun out, and they know. Mm -hmm. They know exactly that gun is loaded, yeah, and and it's just like Ryan says, the education has to start so early. Now, when they were little, yes, they were put up in a safe, yeah, and yeah. yes, when I'm not home, the gun's going to we safe. We have to put the disclaimers in. It's yes. sad and disappointing. Yes, to do that, but yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I think people will watch our content. And I'll jump in on that. I'm going to jump in on that. The folks who are new to having kids, or even if. You have a nephew or a niece. Yeah. You don't have any kids or whatever. Mm -hmm. If if kids are coming into your house, mm -hmm. your guns, guns have guns to be up. locked up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Your responsibility. You, and you're like, I like to stage. You know, I have five different yeah. guns staged all over the house. Yeah. Then then go buy a bunch of gun vaults or quick yeah. access vaults or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But they have to well, be locked up. And you know what I mean? Because I don't know what those kids know. And like I have got I've got nephews in the house right now that are coming to their their visit. My guns are put up. Yeah. I know that their parents do not know gun safety, and same as adults in your house too. Yes, they don't know. yeah, same. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, they can't see them, but I know where they are. <laughs> um, but you know, it's the education part, like preparing for hunting season, like starting now. Like my kids are, you know, they're doing their dry fire practice. Mm -hmm. You know, every day 
that before they start, they have to recite their four rules against safety every time. You know, they, you know, clear and check the bolt, make sure the gun's unloaded and make sure it's in a safe direction. And there's a, you know, so they do like all those like stuff that I like to do. But, and, and I've gotten to a point where I can watch the first few and then I walk away and I let them do it. I let them put the gun in the safe. You know, I, yeah. I like let them be a part of it. Yeah. And because like Your Ryan said, man, if you can like embody that responsibility to them, they're, they're going to have a greater feeling of ownership to that. Right. And they're going to know how to be safe. Right. And I think that's important. You think there's a challenge too with like those kids in school, like talking about, Oh, I shoot with my dad all the time or I do this. And you've got the ones that aren't around firearms or aren't used to that. Like, is there, <laughs> how does that work? Oh, I, my, yeah, I mean, you have to educate your kids about gun rights as well yeah. and, mm -hmm. and also hunting. Yeah. I mean, I know that probably both of us, I know I, I started really early mm -hmm. in educating them about hunting and the conservation of it and all that stuff. So, I mean, my, you know, one of my daughters, she was probably fifth grade. She had a science teacher that was basically like anti-hunting and trying to talk about that and educate them that. And she was 0% influenced by this teacher. She was oh. like, she could call bull on it really right cool. away yeah. and go, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. And unfortunately, they're bringing that into schools. So yeah. I don't want to go down that path, but yeah. that, that is hard for the education system right now because I yeah. think it's failing. That's whatever viewpoint the teacher has or, yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. right? my, my boys, they talk about it all the time. <laughs> like they, they are unabashedly like. So your school loves you. Your neighborhood and, loves you. And oh, like, yeah. look, don't, yeah. don't yeah. worry about talking about it. Mm -hmm. We're doing things safe and responsibly. Right. You will yeah. not get in trouble with yeah. me. Do not. Oh, worry. yeah. Yeah. I don't care. That's principal, it. The teacher doesn't Come like yeah. it. You're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. You will. Yeah. And that's, I mean, and that also teaches them to stand up for what they believe in. 100%. I mean, you know, if they sit in the corner. That's the like, hardest thing nowadays for someone oh, yeah. to speak up yeah. right now. Yeah. All the peer pressure and all, yeah. we're like minority that yeah. mindset, I guess. It's funny because, man, my, you know, every year, you know, they buy, you know, backpacks and new yeah. school lunch boxes and stuff. And my boys are ordering the American, like, it's funny because my wife sends me this and this is what, you know, my uh, youngest wants for, and he's eight, he's nine years old now. No, he's eight. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's some age, right around in there. Oh, well, uh, I'll never but, forget old what's his name. Yeah. Uh, he's a good kid. <laughs> Such a good kid. I don't know. But, I think he's blonde. Like, I don't know. Blackhead. I don't know. He's, front he's at the house. Yeah. He eats food. I don't think. Yeah. But uh, no, man, he's like got the American flag backpack and he's got the camouflage with the American flag uh, patch on the oh lunchbox. Like, patch already on a lunchbox? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they love it, man. I bring Cat a patch. America. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, that is that is 100% them. And I'm like, man, you support that awesome. to your dying day. Yeah. That's to be rare to find in other families, though. But it's, yeah. you know, we sit down at the dinner table. We pray before we eat. You know, we sit down as a family. And I know Ryan does the same thing. Like, yeah. that's important to us. And they see Ryan and I every day living. Like, I really don't feel like we work a lot. No, no. <laughs> like, no. I really don't. Yeah, I know. I, it's just, I know. It's the same. People are like, do you even work? Do you have a job? It's, it's, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's work. It really it's work. It's There's fun. a day that, that, that are, really fun. there's grinds. But, man, it's. I get to do this every day. Right. Right. It's amazing. That, that's actually one of my questions. One of my final questions I want to ask. 
what is like the one moment or the one thing that you've done in the firearms industry that is like hard to top, haven't been able to top, the coolest thing you've ever done, like the experience of a lifetime that you've had? Can you name one? There's a lot. There's a, I mean. What sticks out to you then? Oh. There's, I mean, you've done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, I've been down to the Amazon fishing. I've, you know, gone to Mexico dozens and dozens of times to fish and and I've gone to Canada to hunt a lot. Um, probably, man, if I was picking the one thing that really kind of opened my eyes to the firearms industry is I, I built a custom 6.5 Creedmoor oh, okay. before it was cool. <laughs> okay. Um, before it was standard. Um, and it was just, it was an eye-opening experience because I put this gun together, I pieced it out, like bought everything on my own. Um, and just to almost like kind of realize because we get we kind of get spoiled a little bit. Um, just because try out a lot of different stuff, right? We get yeah. like and and we don't get guns for free. I know that's yeah. what people think is yeah. just people are just giving us guns left and right. They're giving us ammo left and right. We can get it whenever we want. No. It's really not that way. No. I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions about people on the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. We spend our hard money. Yeah. We and and I did this. I did this. Yeah. And I'm sitting here with this beautiful gun. And I get it all put together. And then a few months later, someone comes out, a company, I forget who it was. But, it, I mean, it was beautiful. Surgeon Action, Proof Research Barrel, like mm -hmm. uh, McMillan A4 Sporter Stock and A3 Sporter Stock. And, like, everything that I want in a gun. And they brought it out, like, I think it was like a year later. And it was half the price. <laughs> <laughs> and it opened my eyes. And like, they, they built yeah. the exact gun that you decided to build, except there's a better option. And it's better. Uh, yeah. like, and it shoots just the same. And I think that's one of the coolest experiences for me because it like put me in that kind of builder's mindset of, you know, you can do this on your own and you can piece all this stuff together and get what you want. Yeah. Um, but I mean, trip wise, like, I love going up to Canada. Like cool. I, I've got a special place up there that I go and it's uh, my uncle owns it. And he allows me to come up there and I, you know, I have run of the property and it's just unbelievable. That's dangerous. It is. You got nods. <laughs> yeah. But we do, we hunt a little bit. Like, like I like the bear hunting up there. The elk hunting is a little easier than I kind of anticipate. <laughs> Like going out, I mean, it's just wide open land. Mm. Um, but I think the bear hunting aspect of it is a lot different because of the way we hunt them. Mm -hmm. Um, because they have these giant oak patches, and it's like one of the most adrenaline like filled hunts that I'll ever do. Yeah, but you walk around the edges of these fields, and it's like a game of whack a mole, is really what it is because all these bears just lay down in the oats and they'll just lay in one spot all day and eat all the oats around them. Okay. And so these, these big swaths of like, so like <laughs> they look like crop circles. Yeah. Um, but you, you walk around and you'll blow, blow an elk call or you'll cow call or something like that. All of a sudden here comes a, 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 you know, a brown black bear pops up or yeah. a blonde faced black bear mm -hmm. pops up. Like, and like you'll get like eight or nine of them to pop up and you're like, Oh, like, okay, that one. And they don't know. They think it's an elk or something sure. like that. But then when you get to the wind side of them and they, they're downwind of you, then they pop up and you then you take the shot. Gotcha. Um, okay. But it's always interesting like because you'll you'll get a big, you'll get a very noticeably larger bear to stand up. And that's the grizzly. <laughs> and that's the one you, that's, that's, a, you know, you hope for the no whammies. Right, right, <laughs> no right. Whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Oh. 
But that's probably one of the coolest like okay. experiences. I love it. Yeah, I guess one of the things I like is experiencing the gun culture in other countries. Um, because we do that. certainly the U.S. is is ground zero for guns and gun culture in the world. We have the most freedom of, of anywhere when it comes to that. But there's absolutely gun culture all over the place. And whether it's going to Germany for the IWA show, which is like SHOT Show for, for Europe and the rest of the world, um, or going to Argentina or going to Mexico. I went to a really, really cool um, shooting complex in Mexico out of, outside of Guadalajara. Mm -hmm. it, it had a swimming pool. It had it was like thousands of acres. It was like a country club. Yep. But um, we shot sporting plays. They were shooting silhouette. Um, they were doing all types of different things. And uh, it's neat going to those places. We went to Puerto Rico. Went oh, to that was club cool. in Puerto Rico. Okay. That, that was one of the seen, cooler experiences. You know, like Puerto Rico. That's really cool. Why? And it's Painful like this, it's like you can mostly compete. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these like-minded people who are all over the world. And love guns and shooting and hunting and um, it's really our duty to keep it going. Yeah. And it ties because, us all together. That was yeah. that's yeah. the neat part. Yeah, and it's our duty yeah. to keep it going because we're kind of the last bastion, the last stronghold of freedom when it comes to firearms, or the most freedom that there, we have in yeah. the world. Um, and you don't get it back. It doesn't there's yeah, always this like oh compromise this compromise that no they take some rights and then the next year they want to take more rights yeah. it never goes backwards and you don't get them you don't get them back, get them back. Exactly so right. you have to fight the fight yeah. really hard yeah well guys any final thoughts um words of wisdom what do you want to leave people with use all the parts when you're building your ar and putting your triggers and uh, everything no. <laughs> that wasn't the fun. <laughs> just a suggestion. Right. Read the directions whether you're building a grill or putting a trigger. Yeah, that's um, all. That is helpful. Uh, man, I would say go to Puerto Rico. Now you got me thinking about that. Get some training. Everybody owns guns, shoot guns. Um, one of our buddies, Greg Lappin, who's a, a good shooter trainer guy. The very first time I met him. Um, just met him out at the range. Our wives knew each other, and he's like, you know, I was meeting him just to go shoot. He goes, so it was me and a couple other guys. He goes, so you guys want to just uh, goof around and shoot some, send some rounds down range and group bad habits? You want to do some training? I was like, oh, oh damn it! I guess we're doing some training today, yeah. Greg. <laughs> but get some training. Yeah, that is. And training doesn't mean go throw rounds into paper. It means go get someone. Pay professionals. Pay there, are, teachers. there are great teachers out there. Yeah. That I mean, are whether that's holding classes every yeah, week. Competitive shooting. It could be long range stuff. Yeah. Any of it's fun and it's worthwhile. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys. Um what if you want to drop what's the social media handles to follow you online? Gun Talk Media. Just look us yeah. up everywhere. Gun Talk, Gun Talk Media at Gun Talk on Twitter. I mean, YouTube, Gun yeah. Talk Media. Range Ready Studios. It's going to be up soon. Range Ready Studios. Look, go to rangeReadyStudios.com. Find out more classes that we're going to be doing. Okay. All that. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Glad we met. And hopefully I come back here one day. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Reticle Up podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Reticle Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.